Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Loki, the god of mischief, finds himself out of time and in an unusual place and forced against his godly disposition to cooperate with others. Welcome to the TVA, y'all. That's uh, that's the episode description on Marvel.com. I didn't write that. I certainly don't say y'all. I mean, not more than a dozen times per day. Welcome to another gut-churning episode of Just Another Fanboy, the only podcast that aspires one day to be sponsored by Highland Cottage Cheese. I'm your host. Most people call me Steven, but only a select few call me friend. And hey, season five starts now, folks. Can you believe it? And we're coming at you to talk about episode one of Loki over on Disney+. Plus Now, the schedule for the show is going to be a little weird here for the next few weeks. You're going to get episode 189 now on Thursday. You're going to get episode number 190 next Thursday. And that's going to be about Loki episode number two. You'll get episode 191 on Tuesday, June 22nd. And from that point, we're going to be going twice a week. And we'll stay twice a week until episode number 198, which lands on Thursday, July the 15th. That's when we'll be talking about episode six of Loki, providing Loki comes out once a week, they, 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 you know, that they don't skip a week or anything. And then at that point, starting the following week with episode number 199 on July the 20th, that's a Tuesday, just another fanboy is going to go to once a week episodes every Tuesday for the foreseeable future. And that's only just because I've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. I've got this whole other video show that I'm sure I've talked about before, event or else. I got that going on once a week. And it's very hard for me to juggle that, this show, the special super secret podcast I do for my folks over at the Patreon called My Other Podcast. And I still want to squeeze in a Stephen or else every once in a while. And by doing just another fanboy twice a week, it's just going to make it that much more difficult for me. So we're going to go to once a week once Loki is over. Sound good? So let's talk about episode number one of Loki, which from what I've read online, Loki was originally going to be a movie. It was going to be another movie in whatever freaking phase we're going into in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was just going to be a standalone. It wasn't going to be. They they probably were not going to do more than one Loki movie. It was just something that was going to set up other stuff that's happening in that phase. And uh, instead, they decided to do it as a six 
episode series on Disney Plus, which I'm really glad they did because we're going to get a lot more out of it over the course of six episodes than we would have just in one movie. And it is supposed to tie in a bit to WandaVision and it is supposed to tie into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because there's a whole multiverse thing going on here with this show. And some folks are postulating that this is what is going to set up um, the new Doctor Strange, that this will bridge WandaVision with Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, or something that's going to happen in this will ultimately be the cause of what we get in the new Doctor Strange. I don't know. I don't have a lot of theories at this point. It's just the first episode. But let me run down what happened for you, if you're unaware. Um, (laughs) That just sounded really dumb coming out of my mouth. All right. So according to Wikipedia, this is episode one. It's called Glorious Purpose. It was directed by Kate Heron, and it was written by Michael Waldron. An alternate version of Loki is captured by the Time Variance Authority, after escaping from the battle in 2012 New York with the Tesseract. He is brought to the TVA headquarters where he is judged by Ravona Renslayer. I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced. That is, uh, I don't believe they ever say her name in the entire episode, but that's what it looks like. Ravona Renslayer, who labels him a rogue variant that must return to his original place in the sacred timeline. TVA agent Mobius M. Mobius intervenes and takes Loki to a time theater where he reviews Loki's past misdeeds and questions his real motive for hurting people. Loki surreptitiously steals TVA tech and the Tesseract to escape, but gives up after realizing even the Infinity Stones can't help him. He returns to the time theater and views a recording of his future life in the original timeline in which he sees his parents, Frigga and Odin, die. He sees his newfound bond with his brother Thor and his ultimate death at the hand of Thanos. Realizing that he cannot return to the original timeline, he agrees to help Mobius stop a rogue variant. I'm not going to give away who that is just yet because that is kind of a it's it was kind of the the thing you get right at the end of the show. That's like, bam. But from there, we go to 1858 in Salina, Oklahoma, where this rogue variant ambushes and kills a group of Minutemen who are investigating a variant timeline. All right. So that's the that's the Wikipedia description. So ultimately, what we have here is we have Loki from the first Avengers movie. If you have seen Endgame, so we're starting in 2012 with the original Avengers movie, but we're also jumping forward to Avengers Endgame because in order for the Avengers to stop Thanos, they have to go back in time and steal the Infinity Stones from various points in time. And then when when they're done, they have to go back and return them from the exact moments in which they took them. Well, Inside the Tesseract is one of the Infinity Stones. And so in Endgame, they go back to the Battle of New York in 2012 that we saw depicted in the first Avengers movie. And once Loki is captured, once he is taken care of and captured, they attempt to steal the Tesseract. But during this heist, Loki actually steals the Tesseract and he escapes. And by doing so... He creates this alternate timeline. He creates a a branch into the multiverse and he creates a variant of himself. And that's who we're seeing in this show. 
This is not the Loki that goes on to help Thor defeat the Dark Elves in the second Thor movie. This is not the Loki we see in Thor Ragnarok who decides who, you know, who he goes through this whole arc in the entire Marvel Cinematic timeline where he goes from a straight up bad guy to, uh, well, I guess you'd call him an anti-hero. probably. He sees the error of his ways. Heck, in Dark World, he's the reason his mother is killed. And that, along with what happens with him and Thor in Ragnarok, it brings him back around. And in the end, he sacrifices himself during Infinity War and dies at the hands of Thanos. But by that point, he and Thor had reconciled he was probably going to be somewhat of a good guy going forward. But that's not the the Loki that we've got in this show. We've got the Loki who just tried to destroy New York, the Loki who wants to conquer Earth. He wants to be the ruler of Earth and Asgard and all of the nine realms. And instead, he splits himself off and he gets arrested by this time variance authority. Well, You've got this guy, Mobius M. Mobius, who is played by Owen Wilson, who is investigating a series of murders, attacks, when the TVA, we should probably explain what the what the Time Variance Authority does. They have this really awesome moment in the show where they have this bit of animation. It's kind of like an educational film. Uh, anybody who is arrested by the TVA, they have to go through this series of roped off you know, you know, a line like a line in a bank where it's it's, uh, uh, you know, roped off and you have to go through this little maze of a line. It's to ex- make, make a line long without, you know, by making it twist and turn. And as you're waiting in line, you come across this monitor where you meet this animated character called Miss Minute. I think that was her name. And she's a clock and she tells you about the time variance authority and how a long time ago. There was a sprawling multiverse, multiple different timelines that that lived their lives and did their thing. And then eventually a, a war started among the timelines and each multiverse tried to gain dominance over the others. And so the Time Masters were created, three three people who decided that they were going to fix things. They merged everything into one um one timeline, basically, and their job was to make sure that nothing strays from that timeline. And then they created the Time Variance Authority, which is like a uh, like a police force. There are investigators. There are um, the Minutemen, which are kind of like the 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 beat cops. You have people who basically push papers and, and all that. It's it's a just a just a hugely powerful organization that ultimately determines the fate of every single person in every reality in the entire universe. And it's something that I struggled with a bit watching this because he, Loki himself gets really angry at one point once he realizes that he isn't he is not in control of his own destiny. There has already been a path set for him by three what he calls lizards from space. These three members, these three time masters who have decided the the fate of every single person. And if you do anything to stray off of that path, and in the animation, they make an, an, an example of, let's say you start a revolution, or even you're late for work one day. If that is not a part of your fated path, 
if you are not supposed to be late for work that day, if that's not what was written, then being late for work creates an alternate timeline and the TVA have to come into that timeline, snatch you up, destroy that timeline and destroy this variant version of you that has been created just simply by being late for work one day on a day that you're not supposed to be late. You don't know whether you're supposed to be late or not, but it happens that you create a variant variant of yourself that is a criminal that has created that has 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 waged a war that has committed a crime against the sacred timeline, basically. And I'm not a big fan of that. I mean, I don't I'm not saying Marvel Comics shouldn't have created that. I'm saying if I was a character in that universe, I would be against the TVA, frankly, because I don't like I don't like I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm not a big fan of 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 the whole your fate has already been decided for you. It doesn't matter what you do. This is what this is what has already been written, because frankly, if that's the case, then I don't know who decided my life was going to be this way, but I want to shake my fist at him. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that's who the TVA are. So when Loki decides to steal the Tesseract and escape, he creates an alternate timeline and this this variant version of himself. So he is arrested by the TVA for committing this crime against the sacred timeline. And the punishment is uh, is to be reset. They destroy that timeline. They destroy the variant. And this variant of Loki ultimately gets saved by Agent Mobius who needs him to help Mobius catch this variant that's been out there murdering members of the TVA. So whenever one of these new timelines branch off, whenever a new branch, uh, you know, branches off from the timeline, the TVA sends out a group of Minutemen with a hunter, I think that's what they're called, to investigate and find out where the variants, you know, what kind of variants we're talking about, and to basically put a stop to it. And this variant has been out there uh, uh, laying traps for these groups of Minutemen and Hunters and murdering them. And Mobius wants Loki or wants this variant of Loki to help them track this variant down because the big reveal at the end of the show is that the variant that's out there killing Minutemen and members of the TVA is a variant of Loki. Now, there's a lot of theories about this, and uh, I'm not going to get into a bunch of the theories. The one that I kind of like is that there in, in the comics, at one point, Loki was reborn as a woman. And because we see at the at the end of the episode in 1858 in Salina, Oklahoma, we see the variant murder this group of Minutemen, but the variant is hooded the entire time. So we never see their face. They're actually standing off in the distance holding a lantern with a cloak and a hood. They're very shadowy. They set fire to this field that the Minutemen are in who, you know, this field has been soaked in oil and they burn to death. Uh, but we never see we all we know is Mobius says it's a variant of Loki, but we don't see the variant. We don't see their face. And there's a moment when we get to see Loki's file, when his file is given to Mobius. And if you if you freeze it and and study it, which I didn't do most of the every, any Easter egg that I'm going to talk about in this video video, hardy hardy, any Easter egg that I'm going to be talking about in this episode I didn't catch myself. They all come from me then watching two other two videos after I watched the episode. I watched the episode, got up early this morning. I watched the episode. 
I went to lunch today, watched the episode again, and then I watched a couple of videos and and found out all the Easter eggs that I didn't notice. Because honestly, it's when I watch these shows and then I watch these videos that point out all these Easter eggs, it reminds me of how much I either have not read when it comes to Marvel Comics or how much I have read that I just don't remember. Because there's a lot of callbacks to a lot of books apparently with these Easter eggs and none of them, none of them, you know, poke their little needles in my brain. I did none of it. Just, I didn't know most of it. Anyway, if you freeze the file of Loki, you'll see that it shows his sex, not as male, not as female, but as fluid, which means he can be whatever he wants. Uh, and that's why I think the theory that the variant that they're trying to hunt down is the female version of Loki. Plus, I just really want to see who they would get to play a female version of Loki. I have to imagine whoever this lady is, it's going to be awesome. If it is a female version of Loki, I hope that they don't take uh, what's his name. What is that dude's name? Tom Hiddleston. I hope they just don't take him and make a feminine version of him, you know, where he just acts as a woman. I, I hope they actually find uh, an actress that fits the description, the a physical description of a female version of Loki, because the in the comics, of course, the female Loki doesn't look like Loki with long hair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It It's it's I hope that they if it is a female version of Loki in this show, I hope they they cast a, a, a woman to play this character, because um, I'm really looking forward to seeing who that is, if that's what's going to actually happen here. But as I said, that this is not the version of Loki that we see throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe who goes through this arc, who starts out as a bad guy and comes around to being a good guy, basically, before he's killed. He almost goes through that in this episode to a certain extent. I don't think it's as complete as what happens in the MCU. But when he when he's brought into the time theater by Mobius, he is shown version. He, you know, he's shown scenes from his past. We see him during the Avengers movie and we see him um, where his mother confronts him after the events of the Avengers. We he 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 witnesses his um, basically telling the the. I can't even remember the name of it. The 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 monstrous dark elf creature that was imprisoned uh, as a as a uh, mole, basically, in, in the prison of Asgard who escapes. And Loki says, you might want to use the stairs on the left or whatever, because he thinks he's sending it towards Thor. But in reality, he's sending it towards his mother and it's what kills his mother. And so we see that he he views that and he sees that he was the reason his mother, you know, at, at, at this point in his history, he doesn't know that his mother's dead. He's now watching stuff that is supposed to happen. If he had not stolen the Tesseract, this is what's supposed to be happening in his life. He was imprisoned after the Battle of New York. He sends this creature up the wrong flight of stairs and it kills his mother. And uh Eventually, he he steals. They they slap this collar on his neck. It's it, there's this really awesome scene when the TVA come to arrest him because he goes to attack this. I think it's Hunter Fifteen is her name. I think that's what they call her. I I can't quite remember. I don't even know if Hunter is the right word. Hunter B Fifteen. That's yeah. That okay. I had to look that up real quick. But he goes to attack her and she smacks him in the face with her baton, which is a a special weapon, which. 
on certain settings can completely wipe a character or a person from existence. And she had it on a setting so that when she she smacks him across the face, he is suddenly his his entire physical being is now moving at like one sixteenth one sixteenth the speed or or something like that eleven sixteenths of the the speed of time or something. So he's completely slowed down, and she slaps this collar around his neck. And it allows them to, they have this little device called a time twister. And at various points throughout the episode, he, he, like at one point he tries to run away and she, she does something with the time twister and it puts him in a time loop, which just brings him right back to standing next to her. And he tries to attack Mobius in the time theater and he uses the, the device to, to jump him backwards back to the chair on the other side of the table. Well, at one point, he steals this, Loki steals this time twister device from Mobius, and he escapes. And But he's still within the time variance authority, where this wherever it is they live outside of time. And he comes across this dude. When, when he's first arrested, he's basically brought up to like the, 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 the main desk in a police station. And Hunter B-15 hands the Tesseract to this just your basic worker dude behind the desk. And she says, catalog that as evidence. And he goes, okay, can you tell me what it is? And Loki says, it's the Tesseract. Be careful with it. And he goes, it sounds dumb. And so Loki runs into him and he goes, he, he wants to know where the Tesseract is and the, threatens to kill him. And the, the guy is, is pushing a cart and he opens this drawer in the cart and he pulls out the Tesseract. And that's when Loki notices that also within this drawer are all kinds of other items that they have confiscated. And in this little, like this tray within this drawer are various infinity stones and multiple versions of various infinity stones. And he's like, those are infinity stones. How do you have those? And he goes, oh, we got a bunch of those. Some of the, some of the guys use them as paperweights. And so he realizes that not only does the Tesseract not have any power within the TVA, but not even all these combined infinity, infinity stones have any power. And that's when he fully realizes the, 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 the awesome power of the TVA. And he jumps using the, the time twister, jumps back into the, into the time theater. Um, and he watches more of, the original timeline of what happens to him. And he sees Odin dying and, and he sees his just before Odin dies, he refers to Loki as his son and that, you know, that affects him emotionally. He sees him and his, him and his brother Thor kind of coming together in Ragnarok. And there, there's the whole speech where Thor gives him on the elevator of, of, you know, I, I, I've always, you know, you, you've always, I, I don't remember what he says. It's basically, he I, he's always respected Loki. He's always Loki's always been his brother, and he has always assumed that they would fight together until the end of their days. And and but that's just not who Loki is. And and then he sees the two of them eventually uh, reconcile and become friends and become brothers. And then he sees himself die, being choked to death by Thanos. And that's when he just decides, you know what? Uh, there's nothing I can do. There, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I might as well help the TVA. And he tells Mobius that, that he'll help them. And that's when Mobius tells them that he, he needs him to help track down and stop a variant of Loki from killing people. Now, what we're probably going to see going forward are 
what I hope are different variants of of Loki. I think in, if you've seen the trailer and you saw the scene where he's standing there with a like a vote for Loki or Loki for president or something button on his suit jacket, and he's like, hey, "What did you expect?" And there's all these like almost Attila the Hun looking dudes around him and they all pull knives on him. I think that's a Loki variant. And I think we're going to see him hunting down various variants until we get to the, to the main variant. And because the TVA was created following uh, a multiverse, uh, following a multiverse war, I think that's what we're leading to in this. We may not see it in this, but we may see hints at it. And I think that might be kind of what we're, we're, we're going to see in Doctor Strange. Of course, there also is a lot of talk about multiple versions of Spider-Man and his villains in the new Spider-Man movie, and that that might deal with the multiverse. And there's a lot of theories out there. There's apparently been some hints that maybe the next big thing we're going to see where, you know, during the during the first uh, three phases of the MCU, it was all leading to basically the MCU's version of the Infinity Gauntlet event from the comics. The the hint that we're seeing is that everything is going to lead to, you know, maybe it's going to go through phase four, five, and then in six lead to a MCU version of Secret Wars. And I kept seeing hints of this and I kept getting really excited, but I couldn't figure out what any of this multiverse had to do with Secret Wars. And then I, and then it dawned on me, they're not talking about Marvel superhero Secret Wars from 84, 86. They're talking about the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars event from a, from a few years, just a few years back, which I haven't read. And I'm not going to read until I eventually get to that point as I'm reading every major Marvel and DC event one issue, one issue at a time and talking about them one episode at a time over on event or else. That was my plug really fast that yeah, you probably couldn't understand. So I guess that that might be where we're leading to here. And we know that somebody has already been cast in the role of Kang the Conqueror, who deals in uh, time and, you know, jumping through time and crimes in time and time crimes and crime in time and all that stuff. And this character that there's there's a character that we meet in this episode. She's basically the judge when uh, uh, Loki is brought in front of a judge to um, be tried for his crimes against the sacred timeline. The judge is Ravona Renslayer. Now, I, I don't know who this is. I've never heard of this person. But uh, after watching these videos, you find out that Ravona Renslayer it was the daughter of somebody by the name of King Corilius, who ruled in the 40th century on Earth, and that eventually she met Kang the Conqueror and those two became lovers in the nighttime. And uh, so that's our first big clue that Kang might be coming. We we may not see him and we probably won't see him during this show. I think he will show up in the Doctor Strange movie, but he may be the one that kicks off this whole uh, multiverse um, war, if that is what we're heading towards. But there's obviously a lot of... There's obviously a lot of multiverse stuff going on in the MCU right now or what's coming up in this current phase. And so it can't be a coincidence. You got this show, Multiverse. You got uh, Multiverse Talk in WandaVision. You've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And you've got uh, possible 
multiverse versions of Spider-Man and his villains in the new Spider-Man movie. So all of this has to be connected. There's a there's a there's a a thread going through all of this stuff. What it's going to lead to, I don't know. I'm fairly certain it's going to be awesome. I'm I'm hoping that it it will involve the Fantastic Four at some point. Um, I was kind of hoping that the next big bad, the next Thanos level threat that the MCU was going to face was going to be Galactus because the Fantastic Four were being introduced into the MCU. But maybe they're saving Galactus. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if they're going to have Galactus as part of a Fantastic Four movie. I feel like Galactus should be more of a of a of a, a, a big enough threat that everybody should be going up against him. But we'll, we'll see that. I'm just speculating at this point. Um, let me look at my notes to see what else I might have written down. So a couple of things um, when he when Loki is standing in front of the judge and she says that he has been arrested for crimes against the sacred timeline, he pleads not guilty. He said it wasn't him. It was the Avengers. The Avengers were the ones that caused all this because they were the ones that came back in time to try to steal the Tesseract. And if they had not done that, he would not have done what it was that he did, which was steal the Tesseract. And she says, no, that's not the case, because what the Avengers did, that was supposed to happen. And so I'm assuming, because there's this whole brouhaha about when Captain America goes back to return the Infinity Stones, and he stays back in the 40s and lives his life with Peggy Carter, there's some folks that think that he created a, an alternate timeline by doing that. And yet he is in the current timeline when he's an old man. So I don't know how much credence I would give to that. But because if with with what we now know, just even a very little bit about the TVA, had he created another timeline, they would have put a stop to that. Right. It also makes me wonder what we're going to see in these what if episodes in the new animated what if show that's coming up, because every one of those uh, a what if is an alternate timeline. Are they all going to end with the TVA coming in and shutting it all down? Because if the if the entire purpose of the TVA is to maintain the one sacred timeline and not allow any branches to to prune the to prune the branches, as they say, then all these stories we're going to see on the what if show are alternate timelines. They're branches that need to be pruned. So I wonder if they're going to deal with that in any way. Um I don't know that I have anything else to say about it. It was amazing, and it was an amazing first episode. I don't know if I enjoyed this first episode more than I enjoyed the first episode in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I feel like I did, but I don't know. I know I liked it more than the first episode of WandaVision. The first episode of WandaVision, I think they even knew that that first episode wasn't going to be as grabbing or it wasn't going to have as much of a hook as a first episode should, which is why they released both episode one and episode two on the same day. But as far as Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, I, I don't know yet. I think Loki is going to be a lot more fun because really I started thinking about this as I was watching this episode of Loki, because when I was watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, my, my daughter asked me at one point, she said, OK, so for people that are watching the movies, if they want to watch everything, they've also got to watch these TV shows. And I'm like, yeah. It's all part of the same big story. But when I thought about Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's like you watch Endgame and when Endgame ends, you've got an old 
Steve Rogers handing the shield over to Sam Wilson and saying, you're the new Captain America. So if you don't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier and you watch the next, whether it's the new, I guess, the new Captain America movie that they announced in which Falcon or Sam Wilson is the new Captain America, that's that's not going to confuse you in any way. It's like the one movie I watched, he he was given the shield. He was told he's going to be Captain America. And now here's the new Captain America movie and he's Captain America. No big deal. Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's not required viewing. You don't have to watch it to find out how he became Captain America. They already explained that in the movies. Here, here's the shield. You're Captain America. Awesome. I'm Captain America. Boom. New movie. He's Captain America. You just don't know that after he was given the shield, he decided, I don't want to be Captain America. And he gave the shield to the government. And then all this crap happened because of it. You just won't know that. It's not required viewing. WandaVision seems like it might be required viewing. If you want to know, if you start watching Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Wanda is in that and suddenly she's the Scarlet Witch and you're not going to know how she got that way. There's nothing in any of the movies that account for that. And unless they give you some kind of quick explanation in the movie, you you will have needed to have watched WandaVision. Now, I don't know how Loki is going to fall into place. Is that going to be required viewing? I don't know. But it sure as heck was a lot of fun. And I'm really happy that I have another show I can look forward to Wednesday now every week. Every every Wednesday morning, I'm going to wake up for the next I guess five when next five Wednesdays and be like, yeah, there's a new Loki Loki on. Yeah. Hey. And then I'm going to watch it and we're going to talk about it here. What did you think? Did you like it? Send me an email feedback at just another or you can join me over at the Facebook group. It's just called or else there will be a link in the show notes. Come join the group and join the discussion. That's it. That's all I got folks. My name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Good job. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 